Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Real Window, colon, re-watching random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. And I'm Lisa. I like to think that that gets you every it time does. I do it. it I like to throw it in sometimes and I can hear you snickering in the background. I'm like, yes, I did it. So far, every time it does make me laugh. So kudos <laughs> Just for unexpected. sparingly using it so that I never know when yes, today. If, the is today going to be a cold is, episode? Is she, is she going to do it? <laughs> is today going to be a cold episode? <laughs> I had to say uh, it that way because that's always what you do. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. It's true. I do. Yes, it is. That's exactly what I say. Hi, everyone. Uh, <laughs> hi, guys. Welcome back. Hello, Maharties. Oh, God. Wait, what are we calling it? Tomatoes. Tomatoes is where we're uh, having our wonderful pirate tomato restaurant chain. Pirate tomato restaurant And if restaurant you guys aren't getting that chain. reference, go back and listen to our hook episode, because clearly that's what the issue is. <laughs> no, I think it was the trivia zone from, from Matilda, wasn't it? Because I was talking about rotten tomatoes, oh, but I said tomatoes. Yes, that's right. So I think Sorry, it's the guys. Matilda trivia. It's the so. Matilda trivia. So. so just go back one episode and listen, because it's hilarious. Okay. Um, hi, Lisa. Hi, Are you, uh You ready to tell uh, our lovely listeners what, what we do on the show? Absolutely. I so am. So for anyone who hasn't joined us before, this is a podcast between me and my sister, Pauline. We are two crazy movie buffs who love to talk in movie quotes just like the rest of our film. And so we started this podcast to rewatch all the random movies we saw as children and just see if, you know, they hold up, if they're still fun, if they're worth watching and letting you guys all know how the process has gone and what we feel. That's pretty much this one. And there you go. Uh, Pauline picked the movie for this week. She picked quite a surprising one. I was not anticipating it. You definitely caught me Which off guard. It's very interesting because even as I was watching this movie, I was like, I feel like I really liked this as a kid. Oh, so I'm I surprised. Adored it, but I just wasn't, I'm, for some reason, just yeah. really wasn't expecting you to, to pick it. Oh. So for anyone who doesn't know, the movie Pauline picked is Matilda. Uh, and 1996's Matilda. Shall I give a synopsis, Pauline? Absolutely. Please do. Okay. So this film is based on the classic uh, book, children's book by Royal Dull. And it stars Danny DeVito, Rhea Perlman, um, Mara Wilson, and a whole slew of wonderful child child actors. Um, And this one is basically about a young girl, Matilda, who is neglected by her parents, despite the fact that she is a brilliant genius child her parents are very dismissive of intelligence and only care about you know ripping people off through the dad's used car salesman business and uh watching tv and beauty basically that's it and so eventually when matilda gets to go to school a little bit late uh she's delighted to finally have her mind you know stretched and reaching these new horizons stimulated and, stimulated and... and meet her equal peers make friends because she's been deprived of that her whole childhood and she gets there and the school her father has chosen for her is basically this horrible school run by the most terrifying principal possible named miss trunchbull uh who abuses children physically and mentally um Though in a very funny way, the way that the movie in like a way that's so over the top that, that it couldn't be believable. Exactly, that it's entertaining. It's not not frightening or anything like that. It's like making she's... a little boy eat an entire chocolate cake in one sitting, just to punish him it's for like... stealing one slice of chocolate cake. Like that, it's like, brilliant. That's a brilliant. It's a brilliant punishment. I'm not clever. gonna lie. And so Matilda then has met this nemesis in Trunchbull, and has also met her new teacher, her classroom teacher, who is. Miss Honey, the opposite of Miss Trunchbull, a loving, nurturing.
nurturing, kind, wonderful human being. And it's Matilda doing her best to help this teacher thwart Miss Trunchbull and somehow find herself in a situation where she actually belongs and is appreciated and loved for who she is. Uh, that's this beautiful, movie. And beautiful thank you. synopsis. Thank well you. done. I As always. This. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just going to bow slowly in my, in my closet yes. and, and try you not to You love this like you love the synopsis? I love the synopsis, but I love the, the, this story. I love Matilda. Yeah. Matilda it's was a, a book story. I loved. Matilda was yeah. a book I read all the time. Our older sister, JM, also read it. And then the movie is like tells the story quite well. So, you know, strange that I would, uh, you know, connect with a story about an intelligent bookworm <laughs> who reads yeah. books constantly. With magical powers. Has magical powers. How strange. I wish. Uh, anyway, so Pauline, since you were yes. the one who chose this film, let us start with you on what were your takeaways watching this? Did you remember it really well? Did you misunderstand anything? Anything stand out big for you um, from when you watched it? You know, it's funny watching it. A part of me was like, did I understand this as a kid? And like, <laughs> and like, I think I did, but then I questioned whether or not I actually, I'm like, seem to recall thinking that like some of the lines were funny in like a silly way, but mm. watching it again, I was like, I don't think it's silly the way I thought it was silly. <laughs> and I'll give an example. Please do. I'm so curious. So basically if anyone uh, isn't familiar with the podcast, it's, this is the part of the show where Pauline explains how she didn't understand anything. Um, and it, it happens almost, almost every, every single movie. Almost <laughs> every movie, I didn't actually understand what was happening. Um, and I want to let everyone know that I'm not actually an idiot. I was actually a very <laughs> smart child. But I, I, some things just didn't hold my attention. Uh, but this movie did. Okay, so this movie held my attention. So, like, for example, there's a line. So I'm going to kind of jump into a quote just for a moment mm -hmm. that I think really encapsulates how I felt about this movie initially. So... At the beginning, we're kind of introduced to Matilda and her family, and we understand right from the beginning that she doesn't really fit in. And, and the narrator, uh, voiced by Danny DeVito, who does a great job, uh, says the following line. By the age of two, Matilda had learned what it takes most people it to in their early 30s how to do to take care of herself. <laughs> and I remember thinking that line was so silly because it's like, ha, ha, ha. I can take care of myself. I'm fine. <laughs> and then as someone who's now in her early 30s, I'm like, mm, no, that definitely took longer than you thought, Pauline. Like, like just like some of the oh, things man. she was able to do, I was like, yeah, I, I do that or I could do that. I just I choose not to. what a confident child you were. Because oh. when I watched that scene as a kid, I was like, wow, this child is amazing. Confident slash deluded. I don't know... <laughs> I don't know what is that okay? I don't uh, I don't know. Well, lacking in self-awareness? Lacking in self-awareness. I don't know. Uh, let's go so, with confident. Let's stick with confident. I like confident. That's the <laughs> nicest word. Uh, I don't know if it's the most honest, but it's definitely the nicest one. Um oh, so man. anyway, so like watching the movie, I but I don't know if that's an accurate. Like I don't know if that actually is what I thought, but I just had this moment in my head where I was like, "Oh, I think I thought I was pretty darn special." <laughs> Mm. Uh, not so, quite the case yeah but not quite matilda level special well definitely definitely <laughs> not but i really feel like other than the magic i could do everything she could do almost like not necessarily everything but there <laughs> but a good i feel like yeah, yeah i i'm like i could do that i could go to the library by myself and just entertain myself like for sure i just choose not to it's fine <laughs> um choose not to that's so, the only thing holding me back Oh. Yeah, is that I'm just deciding not to do those things. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, so that's kind of like the 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 overarching theme for me mm-hmm. in this film. Uh, but other than that, so then because then she gets magical powers, and obviously then she becomes like she's a genius, mm-hmm. and so obviously I I understood, you know, that there hits a point where I wasn't like her. <laughs> as soon as she does the times table, I'm like I'm out. This is <laughs> as all. As soon as she you. does a large mathematical di- sum in yeah. her head, you're like no. totally not the fact that she was reading Charles Dickens at the age of five. <laughs> Definitely. Because I'm like, I could read Charles Dickens. I could. You probably could. Whether you would have comprehended it would have been a very different story. Yeah, or actually read it or just like (laughs) skimmed it. Like, yeah, I read it. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so other than that, I caught the movie. Okay. Um, Because I also feel like this movie came out in like 96. I was 10. Yeah. So I was old enough to comprehend like what was happening in the movie. And totally. that it's, it's four kids. Like I was for that right age. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, so it was, there was, it was really... made for our audience. Like we were the yeah. perfect audience like it was for made when this for movie us. came out. Exactly. Spot on. Yes. Yeah. So other than that, like there wasn't anything that I, I, I just remember scenes were hilarious. Like the scene when she glues his hat on his head. Oh, yes. I, I, that scene is so fun. Like, what she does to punish her parents. So for anyone who didn't watch it. Yeah, I was about to say, you um, need to explain. <laughs> so, so she's not punishing her parents because she's like evil. Her, her dad planted a seed in her head unknowingly. It's one of the most brilliant was... parts of the film for me. I love so it. It's, it's so good. Because he, he meant to say when a child is bad, that, that child must be taught a lesson. That child must be but punished. He says, yep. but he, yes. But he said when a person is bad. And thereby giving Matilda this idea that, oh, if my parents do something wrong, they should be punished for that behavior. Like, obviously. And and her parents are over the top terrible. Like, they do over the top terrible things. So her punishments are quite fitting because they've just done something horrible. (laughs) Yeah, like, so... So as Lisa mentioned earlier in the synopsis, like her dad sells used cars, but he sells like lemons. Like he sells like really shitty used cars. Like he intentionally will buy a cheap $68 car and sell it for like $2,000 after doing the bare minimum required work to make it sound like it runs okay. Mm -hmm. So he's a crook and she calls him out on being a crook. And he's like, get in the car. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. How dare you speak to me that way? Yeah. and, And so then, so then she's like, well, I guess I'm putting glue on his hat, which she does. <laughs> oh, um, so it's, it's again, it's kind of like the, I feel like for anyone who hasn't seen it, mm. her parents and Miss Trunchable, they're all very over the top. Like cartoonish in how, villains. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're watching a movie of child abuse and it's funny. It's that it's like her parents are so absurd and Miss Trunchable is insane to the point that you're like, this isn't believable or fathomable mm-hmm. and it's done on purpose it's much more imaginative that way obviously so that it's it's showing this extraordinary girl coming out of these this really terrible circumstance um like little things and sorry not to ramble too much <laughs> yes. but little things like like both her parents think she's four when she's oh that's in my quote five and a half yeah when she's six and a half they keep six calling her four years old and it's and so, so it's terrible. like they don't know the so age no of her parent kid. yeah so it's like so that because then her dad's like well you hit school already she's like i was supposed to start school you didn't so like any parent is going to put their kid in school mm-hmm. even you know what i mean so it's it's not like yeah it's not just a movie about we're not we're abuse. not condoning like we need to yeah we're not that. condoning child abuse we're not we're not condoning parental abuse either this one is very much an imaginative fantastical 
children succeeding despite horrible, like, you know, adults in their lives kind of thing. And in a very fun, creative, heartwarming way. That is basically yeah. this, this movie. Um, and one of my favorite scenes, and it's so what I liked, because I actually read this book many, many times before I ever saw the film, because Royal Doll was one of my favorite authors as a kid. Um, and as a result, it's quite funny, because when I was watching it, Lisa, having read the books multiple times, was, and they're going, that's new. Oh, that's right from the books. No, that's different. Oh, that's right from the books. Oh, that's interesting. Like, I was oh, that's a little funny. critiquer going, hmm, they have altered this scene too. Uh, mm. <laughs> that was strange, but I loved it. I just, I found it interesting to see. I think it was one of the first times I watched an adaptation of a book I'd read that I knew really well and could therefore mm. see what the changes were from an adaptation right. of a book to a film and appreciate mm. both. And that was probably the first time that ever happened for me. And so I remember it quite distinctly because I remember being like, wow, this is interesting. I know that this is like different. And I know that this is supposed to be this way, but they still did it this way. Like, this is interesting. Like I... I found that almost mind blowing as a kid in the theater. And then I also just really enjoyed when I could see a scene brought to life. Like one of the scenes that's done incredibly well, like all so many of them, but I loved, um, she punishes her dad uh, the first time when she dyes his hair, she bleaches his hair. And it's one of my favorite scenes. It's peroxide. With peroxide. Because <laughs> his, his, his wife so um, dyes her hair blonde. Like she bleaches it blonde. And so Matilda goes in, she sneaks in in the early morning. She like crawls across her parents' bedroom to get into their bathroom. And her father always puts like oil in his hair to start the day. Like he always oils his hair and slicks it back. And so she purposefully puts some of her mom's peroxide very carefully, measures it so it's not too strong, but strong enough, and then puts it in her dad's hair oil so he's like putting his hair oil as on as normal unbeknownst to him what he's doing and then like minutes later after everyone's sort of getting ready for breakfast in the kitchen he comes out his hair is bright blonde and oh, it's so bad everyone's like horrified and matilda's trying to stifle her her like laughter because she knew it was coming and he it's so bad that danny when he sees himself in the mirror like he screams and falls over he passes out so and good. so as like a kid watching that it's hysterical it's so funny and it's it's almost like a, a little mini heist moment because you want her to succeed and she's doing it while her parents are sleeping in their bed so she's crawling and she has to be quiet and she has to be quick and then her dad wakes up so she has to sneak back out and then her mom looks like she's waking up but it turns out she's got like an eye mask on so at least she doesn't see her and so she can slip out before her mom takes her eye mask off and sees her and so it's like as a kid you're like oh I hope she gets out yeah 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 and, totally. it's, and so it's that extra bit of fun too like you see her after her parents have behaved very badly, her dad has behaved horrible to her. You're rooting for her, of course, especially as a kid where you're like, go Matilda. And so the fact that she gets totally. out okay, like there are just these great scenes that as a kid were quite empowering. And I quite oh love yes. to see as a kid. And, and like adventurous, mm -hmm. like it's like everything's an adventure. Yes. And like, and you're like, oh man, is she going to get <laughs> out of the bathroom? I don't know. Like it's, it is as a kid watching it, it's really exciting. Mm -hmm. And, and like, Again, it's silly in the best way. In the behavior, yeah. yeah like it's like it, it. No one, no child read this book or watched this movie and then was like, "I'm gonna go glue my dad's <laughs> head on his head." But like, it definitely was like, "Oh man, that's so that's so bad. that's so like, genius." Oh my, oh my gosh, this kid's yeah, amazing. Exactly. And totally. and I remembered rewatching it. Those feelings. I remembered how caught up in it I was from like both the book and the movie like that is something I really loved about Matilda was the empowerment and seeing this kid who was so awesome 
come into her own as the movie progresses and you just you can't help but love her for it and then like mm-hmm. the other the other moment i'm sure for you too like the introduction of miss trunchbull is super clever it's very oh. very well done so yes. well done and she is like a big huge intimidating presence physically strong towering over these kids the camera angles are very clever for making her seem like a giant from a kid's perspective and when she's first introduced what's very clever is you see parts of her you see like her feet you see the, her, the back of her legs you see the back of you her, her shoulders you see, yeah her shadow profile. you see the kids getting out of the way before you ever see her so you have this buildup of this person's scary this person's intense so that when you finally do reveal what she looks like you're already prepped for it you're like this person's gonna be terrifying and oh my god She's so terrifying. The actress who portrays Miss Trunchbull, like, major props. Nails Because she's perfect. She's horrid to these kids. She's an over-the-top villain. How she talks about the children, they'll be in the quotes, I'm sure. The phrases she uses. Like, she is just deluded about kids in, like, the worst way. And is a principal of a school where she basically, at one point in the film, says her ideal school is a school with no children at all. I wrote that down and I was like... (laughs) That is so absurd. It's like, because then it's like, what would you do? Like, I look, and I I wrote it as a kid. Like, as a kid, I remember thinking, like, that's the silliest idea ever. You can't have a school without children. You can't have a school without children. (laughs) And she'll say things like, uh, you know horrid little creatures glad i never was one yes. and it's like wait what and in that scene she's talking to danny video and danny video just goes uh yeah sure right yeah <laughs> yeah for sure and and it's funny because a lot of the dialogue is lifted right out of the book like a, that phrase glad i never was one that's right out of the book so it also is delightful because they use a lot of the original language of the story there's clearly they care about the source material but what they've changed make sense for the the genre and the fact that they're using it in film rather than a book so they can do more entertaining over-the-top stunts in the film than than in the book in some right. ways and that's quite fun um but yeah i'm with <laughs> with you i love her i love her i'm glad i never was one. Oh right yeah mm-hmm, sure <laughs> well yeah sure lady you're crazy but um i remember being surprised by the fbi agents that are in there so one of them is played by paul rubens pauline tells us that in the trivia so that we watched i'd forgotten that until she said it and then i'm like oh yeah that is paul rubens um, but it doesn't know peewee herman, Pee-wee herman keeps coming back he's coming back for some reason we really liked watching him in movies apparently didn't even know he was in them but i guess it just means there. the 90s like to use him a lot of movies there you go that's true he was just a great face for it but um since they weren't as prominent in the book like they're you know that the fbi or the police are watching the dad in the book but you don't ever meet them you don't ever see them it's implied so seeing them on screen i remember as a kid being like wait what who are they oh we get to actually see them and they were ridiculous too like they were also weird adults i actually found them very strange they're quirky guys they're very quirky i found them like what's happening with these guys like they almost they didn't confuse me but i was just like okay though i found it very funny that the mom matilda is aware that they're cops that they're fbi agents like she spots them right away and tells her family repeatedly and i would like everyone (laughs) to know they look like the most obvious fbi agent like they look they you'd see them and you'd be like yes these are cops like the only thing that would make them more cop-like is if they were literally in a police cruiser and so then what's funny about this go on Lisa. So she's the only she's one who the knows. only one who knows and like her dad occasionally be like what and he'll look out the window but the mom's always the one that, that like dismisses it because they've already she's already talked to them and they claim to be speed boat speed boat salesmen 
And she has totally bought that line. She's bought, she's bought into that there and they come in in suits and ties. And then like, and then Danny DeVito's like, speedboat salesman there's no lakes around here and she's and like she's some, like, people, some people like to go away <laughs> some people have fun and uh it's just this really like it's so it's funny because everyone it's other than miss honey every adult in matilda's life that she encounters is an idiot yes. except for miss honey and then the librarian yes like and the like, lovely wonderful librarian who's like of course i can show you how to get books let me tell you about a library, library card, card. <laughs> magic <laughs> such magic oh my it's god true. yeah no so it it's is so funny <laughs> it's funny and it's so and it, it's so outlandish so one of the things that i think works so well in the movie mm. that like you know that matilda has these powers that she's honing as the movie goes on but towards the end of the movie she's really kind of like she's got them nailed she, she's, she's, a, she's pretty she's good a telekinetic do. for anyone who doesn't know yes. she can move things so with she her can mind. move things yeah. with her mind and um essentially what makes the movie i think they do such a good job mm-hmm. and it's the story right it's the book it's it's so outlandish mm-hmm. what ends up happening at the end where essentially what matilda has done is gathered enough information to use against Miss Trunchbull in a way that's going to freak Miss Trunchbull out that Matilda would have no way of knowing, according to Miss Trunchbull. And essentially a haunting ends up happening in front of children and everyone's laughing rather than being terrified. And because the it, trunchbull is terrified, is, therefore it's and the funny. trunchbull <laughs> is the brunt is getting the brunt of everything. Yes. She's getting her butt kicked. She's falling over. She's getting things like thrown at her, and she's spinning on a globe. And all the kids are laughing because it's, it's like, the greatest thing ever happened. Step back from this. <laughs> this would be absolutely terrifying to witness. <laughs> like you're like, boy, that chalk is moving on its own, and I don't like wow, it. Wow, how does oh. how do the window? lines keep flashing just like open. that and open and shut yeah. and open and shut i don't think that's cool the lights are flickering like this is terrifying <laughs> but in the movie it's hilarious because it is and again it's the imagination of children right mm-hmm. so the movie does such a good balance of making it of making miss trunchable seems so awful but like so much more awful than i think is like could be explained mm-hmm. in the real world mm-hmm. and and that's why it works so well as a kid you get so caught up that you're like, yeah, hit her with those chalk brushes. Hit her with like, the chalk let's... erasers and someone else throw some yeah. lunch at her. <laughs> yeah, to- everyone throw their food at her. Like, and That'll suddenly defeat everyone her. water balloons. Yeah. Yeah, the water balloons I questioned too. Where did those I'm like, come? wait a minute. Where did, who had time to make those? <laughs> They'd been saving it for just this occasion. One yeah, day we're going to get the trench ball. And when that happens. We're going to, let's have these, this stack of arsenal here. <laughs> But again, it's that child view of what the perfect revenge would be for this kind of a monstrous adult. In a way, it's a lot like Hook. Totally. It's that like what we were talking about with the battle. Totally. The kids are the ones who defeat her in the end. It's it's children who stop her. It's children who save themselves. And all it takes is that one special kid to get it all started. And as a kid watching it, you're like, yes, children can do anything. They can, and they can throw food and water balloons and adults, and that's enough. And that's enough to take them down. Well, I have to admit, as an adult, if I saw that army of children oh, with their food, I'd be like, "I'm out! I'm out! I'm out. I regret all of my bad." You know decisions. what? I'm just. I think we call it even, and I'm just going to leave now, and you'll never hear from me yeah. again. Um, totally, I'm just out of here. And it's it is, and it's funny. Like there are actually those moments, like at the end, 
So Matilda and her teacher obviously bond. They create this very loving mother-daughter relationship through it. And um, they're having, at the very, very end of the film, they're having tea on the porch that Miss Honey of her house that she's now got back thanks to Matilda's, you know, shenanigans that she has pulled on the trunchbull and uh miss honey's become the principal of the school and life is wonderful and suddenly matilda's parents come racing up and they basically they're telling her she has to get in the car and they're going they're moving to guam and it's because uh danny devito mr wormwood their their names are the wormwoods uh basically has gotten caught like the police are finally have enough evidence to prove that he's been accepting stolen car parts and all other terrible things and he needs they need to escape before they get arrested and matilda basically is like let miss honey adopt me and then basically has adoption papers in her backpack that she has carried for like years since she was big enough to xerox, to xerox. Which for matilda's probably four and she's just had them for this opportunity of hey now that you're on the land someone could adopt me. someone better than my parents which is pretty much any other adult but the trump trunch bowl I could adopt me and take me into the loving home. And so that's how, it, and it's, so it's that absurdity too, that she just happens to have those, but again, it fits with the tone. It fits with the humor. It fits with the sort of world that has been built. So you buy it. You're like, of course she's got adoption yeah. papers in her backpack. It's smart kid. <laughs> it's a deus ex machina that doesn't feel like it's coming out of left field. Like it it's like, fits. of course yeah. she Yeah, that, of course. Right? So she's it's... a smart kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So as honestly, I, like, is there anything else for you? Like, basically, all honestly, my all of it recap is, is basically that I'm like, I got it and I loved it because I, everything about it is pure imagination. I of childhood. got it and I loved it and I loved the other actors. Um, <laughs> the scene with the cake, as you mentioned, is something that I just loved uh, to pieces. And then the book, it was like my favorite chapter. The book, it describes so it so good. well. And seeing it on screen, like, honestly, it was perfect i was so in love with that scene because it was exactly as i pictured it from the book and i was like this mm. even cook so the way there's this cook who works at the school you only see her this one time and trunchbull likes her and she refers to her as oh cookie and she's this raisined old woman with like just bent and crotchety and awful looking who's basically made the cake with like gross, and gross hair, hair and, and she's like got and like, like she, snotty, she rubs her nose because like, there's snot coming out of it like she's just revolting yeah. and you're just like oh god and this seed again is so over the top and as a kid i'm like where did they find cook she looks just like the illustration from the book that cake is exact like i was in awe i remember being like this is everything i wanted it to be and I finally get to see it on screen. <laughs> and that cake, that cake is, is awesome. It's so big. So for anyone who doesn't know this yes. scene, like I really hope that most of you know, because I feel like describing is, oh. this movie is kind of tricky because of how imaginative this has to be. But like this cake is, huge. is like even watching it as an adult i was like how did they make this cake like, like how thick it's so moist, big chocolatey amazing cake. a piece of it a piece of it is the size of the kid's yes. head like uh, just a piece and he is forced to eat the entire thing and it's amazing and it's so funny because all these kids and the kids basically what trunchbull has done is she's called an assembly all the kids are in this assembly they're terrified they have no clue what's coming because they never can predict what the trunchbull is going to do and she calls out this kid she goes bruce bog trotter and i'm like i love how you say his name and this rather large kid stands up and she pulls him onto the stage and she is accusing him of stealing her special dessert which is a slice of chocolate cake that's only ever made for her because of course none of the children would ever get chocolate cake at that school and he of course has eaten it and so her revenge as pauline said is to make him eat a giant 
unfathomable cake. And he has to do it in front of the assembly. And the assembly is they're saying they're just watching him, waiting him for throw, to throw up. Like they're just waiting and for they're him to also, pass out. But initially they're like, don't yeah. do it. It's, it's poison. poison. It's gotta she be. Just She's gives not him giving a him a slice cake. of it to start. So she just lifts off this dish covering and there's this beautiful slice of chocolate cake. And it's beautiful. And it looks amazing. And everyone's like, it's poison. He's going to die. We're going to watch him get poisoned in front of us. Totally. And I'm like, that's, exactly that's what not they unreasonable thought. given her behavior. I'm not surprised nope. every kid expects it to be poisoned. Nope. And, um, and so that, like, I think for me as a kid, that was just pure wonder was seeing some of these scenes come to life and seeing, you know, Danny Vito was perfect as Mr. Worm. Like the casting was perfect. The characters are great. Lavender, this little girl who is Matilda's first best friend is the cutest oh little girl She's with the so best cute. voice. Like all the kids do really well. Again, great child actors in this film. So you can't help but love them. It's so true. They're so good. There's no one kid that I'm like, oh, this kid. Well, like, they're all They're great. amazing. There's this one kid they meet who's sort of introducing, like, so Matilda, she arrives, she's at the bottom of the totem pole in school. She's in grade one. And she, her and, and Lavender are in, in the grade together. And the first time she sees Miss Trunchbull, and Miss Trunchbull's walking to the kids and she's terrifying. Hortensia, this older girl, is there. And I kid you not, again, she looks just like the illustration. Her nose mm. is a particular shape that I was like, did they go searching for kids with this nose shape? What the heck? They're like, kids need to have a slightly bulbous <laughs> nose. And she does, and it's perfect. So it's like stuff like that that as a kid, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, they did a good job. And it just, again, as Colleen said, it just makes you so happy as a kid to watch it because it's pure imagination. So no, I got the whole thing. I had wonder. I had joy. I understood everything. We've talked about memorable scenes. We can, we can shift gears. I'm all for it. Pauline, let's pivot a bit. Okay. Was there anything offensive or that, that didn't age well in this movie for you? You know, I got to say, I couldn't, other than the fact that you're watching <laughs> child abuse. <laughs> and a, in a delightful um, way. <laughs> so it's, it's tricky to answer because I wouldn't say it's offensive. No. But I, and I wouldn't say it's like triggering. But it is, there is an element of like, she does live in a very terrible household. Yep. And there is a very terrible principal who abuses children. So, but again, I really want to emphasize it's like this outlandish mm-hmm. it's, place that, and where it doesn't seem real I guess. well and I again word it. it's about empowering the children so it's not like there's a defeatist thing to the kids you see this this outlandish abuse this over-the-top cartoonish awfulness and the kids triumph in the end it's everything you'd ever want kids to succeed by so i it's with that intention of knowing that kids can you know thrive overcome. and overcome and be amazing yeah. and find someone who cares for them and loves them no matter what like the, those people exist you kind of see it's like any kid's story where you see the good and the bad right you see awfulness right. and kids triumph over it and find loving wonderful people too so I would say I, I get what you're saying it's a tricky thing but it's kind of like a it's, it's not... like a fairy tale guys like it's yeah it's that kind of level of like it's anything. not child it's not like child abuse where I'd be like, oh, okay, trigger warning for anyone who endured something mm-hmm. like this. Like it's kind of like I feel like, and I, <laughs> I obviously I'm wrong, but I'm like, I feel like there's no one in the world who had a principal like Miss Trunchbull <laughs> who has a chokey. Like it's just not a thing. It's just not so you're not gonna be triggered by the idea of being like in this like steel pipe with jagged metal bits, bits and, and glass. nails sticking out of it. Like it's not it's not happening. So yeah. it's like the the outlandishness of it is kind of what makes it so that it doesn't seem that way. But what I will say is like so the um Miss Trunchable, but also like her parents, like the call of 
them names. Like she, Trunchbull calls them everything, like maggots and warts oh, and yeah. like pus pustules stuff. And pustules. You're, you're like this. Everything's disgusting. Yeah, but nothing, nothing that they ever insult kids with is ever something that's actually offensive. Mm. Like it's never, it's never. She never attacks like the kid for what the kid actually looks like. She's just like the one thing she says is she's like, "You're too short. Grow up faster, <laughs> Go faster. or whatever." Yeah, but like it never like never makes fun of do you know what i mean yeah. like never it's, calling out it's not like she like for example it's not like she's fat shaming any child it's not like no. she's it's not no. like she's being bigoted or racist or anything like that her thing exactly. is every child is awful is awful for, on the principle that they are children <sighs> they're just they're just a child so she's like literally <laughs> like as i was watching this i was like who allowed this principle to <laughs> yeah ever someone, work someone had to interview and hire here. her did she like and scare them where so is the bad? superintendent <laughs> how did this happen who's, who's over in charge who's overseeing this education system because yeah, someone like, has oh, dropped what? the ball majorly huge yeah. for years for, for decades probably. so so anyway <laughs> so it's so for me i would say that there wasn't anything that i clocked that i was like ooh, that didn't hold up it's more that it's like be aware that this is the plot guys Bang. this is what the plot is <laughs> yes yeah yeah it's like you're, yeah it's it's a fairy tale type story that has a, some dark humor exactly exactly that's sort of say. twisted dark humor but for kids very much for kids. and the good people are very they're good. very like, lovely Ms. honey is very good like she literally embodies everything about honey and sweetness she's and so kindness sweet and, love. and kind <laughs> and so it's like she's she couldn't be a name other than miss honey like, true just, she couldn't yeah it's so um, true so, so yeah so true. yeah so, but what about you oh, is there anything that you same thing i watched it okay. and i was like i'm delighted to see that there's nothing that i clocked again yeah just being aware of what the storyline is so you know going in this is what it's going to look like but other than that no it's a joy it's a blast you're not going to see it. it's perfect for kids it's it's totally appropriate it for kids to be watching yeah yeah how about the bechdel test pauline would you like to remind everyone first what the bechdel test is I would love to. Thank you, Lisa, mm -hmm. for asking. Yeah. So yeah. the Bechtel test, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, uh, shame on you, <laughs> but just kidding. Every um, single one. Yeah. Just kidding. Because yeah. now everyone who listens to this podcast, look, we're just all educating each exactly. other. Exactly. Um, so three uh, qualifiers in order to pass the Bechtel test in a movie. One, it has to have two named female characters. Two, those two named female characters have to talk to each other. And three, when they talk to each other, it has to be about something other than a man or men. So what's very pleasant in this movie is it passes with like flying, flying colors. colors. I wrote it down because... before I even watched the movie. Oh I knew... yeah, like I just put, I put yes, very much. Like I didn't even actually write what interactions there are, but it's There's like, so many. it's Matilda and it's Matilda's mom. It's Miss Trunchbull and it's Miss Honey. And they literally at all, at points, I think the only ones that don't interact together are Matilda's mom and Trunchbull at the same yeah. time. But it's like, they are interacting constantly. And I, I would say that this movie passed the moment that Matilda was in the library talking to the librarian totally. about what a, what a library card is. And it's like, that's within the first five minutes of the movie. And it just progresses minutes, from there. And then you've also got Lavender, yeah. you've got Hortensia, oh, you've got like best friend, kids who are named, yes. right? Like... And that's what I love. Like those kids have names. They're characters you you love, and you're told who their names are. You're reminded of their names. They all speak to each other about anything and everything. They talk to each other about salamanders and newts. It's great. They have great conversations. It's true. So it's true. It's it's it passes very easily in the best way. Yeah. All, all and in the best yeah. way. That's a really good point too. It's like they're talking about 
everything Mm -hmm. and they're all talking to each other and it actually never has anything to do with men unless Matilda might be talking about her dad yeah like when she talks about the book Moby Dick (laughs) right Moby what (laughs) oh Uh, my god amazing um yeah Yeah. so that's it's I'm delighted to tell everyone this one passes the Bechdel test there's nothing offensive in it like this is a green light all the way guys yeah, like watch this with your children and wa- just watch it. Yeah, just in general, it's just watch a fun it. one to do. So yeah, why don't we jump into that? Pauline. Yeah. Does this movie hold up? Do you still like it? How, who would you recommend it to you? And what would you give it out of 10? Guys, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. It's like <laughs> playful. It's everything I remember it being from my childhood. It hold like it, it's absurd, but like, you love the absurdity mm-hmm. of it like it's absurd and silly but like awesome i don't know i don't for some reason this landed this aged better for me than the hook mm-hmm. did i don't know what it was about about it but something about this i was like this is great this is everything i want it to be i could watch <laughs> this again i probably will watch it again at some point but it just made me happy mm-hmm. like it's like it's a really nice story a really good message very strong character and like it's just well done. Mm. Like Danny DeVito did such a good job directing, such a good job acting, like everything about it. I really enjoy. Mm. So I think it holds <laughs> up. I think the message is still very relevant and very important. I don't think that it's outdated. Mm. Um, and I feel like, who would I recommend this to? Okay. So I definitely would recommend this. If you saw this as a kid, watch it again, please. You will <laughs> love it. If you have children, you should get them to watch it. And you should watch it with obviously, obviously, um, because it's that good. Um, And I don't know if you should watch it if you didn't watch it from your youth. I feel like if you enjoy, if you are in the mood for like a lighthearted movie that is funny and just like fun and kind of silly, I feel like you'd enjoy it. But Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how much of my experience is colored with nostalgia. I really feel like. You know, would the average forty-year-old man be interested <laughs> in watching this right now? And I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume the answer is no, but I still think that they should because I do think it's a really good movie. <laughs> um, and then out of ten, you know, I, I think I gotta give it like an eight. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really, I really liked it. It was everything I wanted it to be. <laughs> it was everything I remember it being, and it. It's still really good. The mm. acting is still good. The writing is good. Yeah, I, it's solid. It's a solid movie. I'm going to say 8 out of 10. Awesome. Okay, Elise, what about you? I, I agree that I loved it watching it again. I was delighted. As soon as Dan DeVito started his narration, I was like, oh, oh this is great. I'm right? so happy. The opening yes. is, even from the very beginning, it's hilarious. Like, it shows Matilda being in, like, her little bassinet in the hospital and, like, Danny DeVito's narrations going about how like every child is like every child's special and different and unique and parents love them sort of thing. And then it pans to um, the nurse holding up the baby to like, you know, the window like they do. And Danny DeVito playing Mr. Wormwood is just gla- <laughs> like disgusted glaring. and glaring at this kid. And they're leaving the hospital and they're complaining about the bills and what a waste. It's painful and what a waste of time. And it's like the mom and him and the brother. And then they all toss Matilda, who's in like a baby car seat, in the back of the car, not even strapped in. And she's and just like the station wagon. around in the back of the station wagon. And it's the funny. narration's delightful at the same time. And from that moment, I was like, oh, man, I forgot how much I love this movie. This movie is delightful. It's so good. And it just. And like even that moment yeah. is like, 
is this is the, what I mean with the outlandishness. Mm-hmm. It's like no parent driving home from the hospital <laughs> with their newborn baby is doing what these people Especially do. Especially when why... they have a working car with plenty of room and a proper yes. baby seat. Like, it's just like, it's absurd. They're just, just self-centered. Like, yeah. And they, jerks. exactly. And it's, and I think that's why it works so well is from the very beginning, it sets the tone. It sets the absurdity, except it sets like all the characters' relationships in a very short span of time and establishes them really well and establishes Matilda and her independence and her intelligence and need for finding connections from a very early age. And it's perfect because you just are bought up very quick. And as a kid, you get it. You're like, oh, I can't imagine my parents not caring. I can't imagine my parents leaving me behind in the car. I can't imagine my parents leaving me alone in the house at the age of like three to, you know, put some soup on the stove while my mom goes to the bingo hall like it's just that's insane and then making yourself pancakes which is such a great opening like brilliant i mean it it made me want so many foods watching this movie i'm like i was like i I want chocolate cake i want so many and i wanted chocolates like i was i was constantly getting up to get snacks the whole time i was watching this movie when she's eating this delightful like fruit flan tart i was like oh i could go for one of those I just kept on going to get snacks. I, the dog was so annoyed with me. She's like, would you sit down? Please? Would you stop moving, woman? And so anyway. and so for me, that magic was there from the beginning. And again, as someone who, lo- I, I, obviously, I love the book and I love the film. But I can separate my nostalgia from it and just say it's, it's well-written. It's well-directed. It's consistent. The acting's consistent. The cinematography, the camera uses, the angles, like everything, the music. It's done very well. It is a great family film and it has aged really well too. I, Pauline's right. It doesn't feel dated. I think with Hook, it felt very 90s. It's very like yeah. over the top in that way. Whereas this one feels like it still could be any kid today. I mean, you just don't have cell phones. <laughs> it's really. And I also thing. feel, yeah, totally. But I also feel like with Hook, it felt like the silliness almost came out of nowhere at the end with the battle. Like they're silly throughout, obviously, but like the pirates are a very real threat. Whereas in the, in Matilda, it's like the silliness, the absurdity, the, the absolute craziness that they set up in like the reality of the world is there from the beginning. And I feel like that's kind of the difference for me, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to compare the two of them. They're independent <laughs> films. I'm just saying we watch them back to back. So the book is very fresh. In my <laughs> Go on, Lisa. I interrupted you again. <laughs> Shocking. It's new. I'm trying uh, a new thing where I yeah, interrupt I'm not, more. I'm not used to it. Um, anyways, no. So I'm trying to find my train of thought again. Um, but yeah, so I, I do still love it. I do recommend it. I mean, I loved Miss Honey. I thought she's an amazing human mm. being. Her little cottage with the flowers and the place where she lives. Oh, it's so cute. Even in the book. like, But as a kid, that was honestly my dream goal in life. One day I will have a cottage just like that. And I will have flowers Absolutely. everywhere. And I will be the nicest most wonderful person ever this is my life goal and you know, i actually I feel like lisa you're very close to that <laughs> like you live in an apartment in a condo so i feel like that's one that's slightly different but like you literally are the embodiment of miss honey <laughs> thank you to children this is everything i've ever wanted <laughs> so really i i mean kudos if that was your lifelong goal like well well done you yeah, achieved it thank you. you just need to find a little cottage in the middle of calgary <laughs> yes. no problem yeah. it's god's i'm sure there's a little pocket of greenery somewhere that i i will have as my own one day it'll be glorious thank you i appreciate that vote of confidence but lisa seriously you are basically the funny <laughs> you've determined from this podcast. i'm like great this is amazing great we figured it out i'm so happy with that because she's someone i i adore and admire and as a kid was always thought was one of the best characters ever her and matilda were great she really is um and 
so, and so, yeah, so I love it. I do recommend it, uh, again, as Pauline said, to families, to anyone who hasn't seen it and has kids, something that you can share together and really enjoy and laugh over and find absurd. And there's a lot of fun adult humor, as Pauline said, that line that she misunderstood as a kid, as an adult, you get right away. There's a lot of that sort of little commentary from the narrator as Danny DeVito. You get a lot of more jokes as an adult. So there's a lot for you to enjoy, too as well as the creativity and imagination, and your kids will appreciate as well. Um, for anyone who saw it as a kid who hasn't seen it since, Pauline and I did it. We loved it. Highly recommend you doing the same. I actually think a lot of people, for anyone who, who just loves like animated films and children's movies, this is one for you. If you haven't seen it mm -hmm. for some reason, watch it. You'll probably really, really enjoy it. For totally. sure. Anyone, because I, I mean, as someone who loves children's films and animated films, this was a delight to watch. I know there are plenty of other people out there who are the same as me. We haven't outgrown them because they're still a blast and they're still worth watching. And, this and they're is still good. Yeah. There's no outgrowing. No. It's just genuinely It's just a good. genuinely great film. There's no reason to outgrow it. So this one, I'm with Pauline. I, I actually give it a 9 out of 10. I thought Ooh. because of the high caliber of this as a children's film, it, it, it is exactly what you are expecting and it is done with a lot of love and you can tell that just from how this production's done. So this is a great film all around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pauline, let's do some quotes. <laughs> let's do... Yeah. If anybody hasn't you know, listened, I had to we say, have to do some quotes because that's how our family have, talks. <laughs> uh, that's just what we do. But I do have to say, I was slightly nervous with this one because yeah. I was like, did I pick an Annie? Like, I genuinely <laughs> was worried. I was like, is this... Is it, do I remember oh. this more fondly than it is? So uh, pleasant surprise, I think all the way around. And even as I was watching it, I was like, Lisa's going to love this. <laughs> I was like, I had to be like, I'm loving this. And I'm like, I genuinely think Lisa, like I didn't oh. come into this episode being like, mm, I wonder how this is going to go. It was more that it was like, oh yeah, the two of us are just going to sit here talking about how great this movie is. Yeah. And so I'm really happy yeah. that that's true. I'm so happy it's true too. Honestly, guys, this, this has just put me in such a good mood. <laughs> It put me in a great mood. I was like, this is awesome. Uh, okay. What is so one of We have lots of, lots of time. We're doing good. So give us some. That's good. Okay. Well, I don't have, I didn't actually write down too many, mm. but now that you talked about trench bowl and all the things she says, I was like, oh man, I should have written all those <laughs> down, but I didn't. I did pause the movie quite a bit in order to write these down though. So I already talked um, about one, the age of two, Matilda yes. learned <laughs> to take care of herself, which I think is hilarious. I love that line. I wrote it down. I had to write it down. It's, it's such so good. a good line. Mm -hmm. Um, the one of the other ones that I thought was really funny because you see this contrast obviously in the people is uh so Matilda's mom uh Miss Honey comes over to the house to give Matilda a book and to talk to them basically about how intelligent their daughter is and Miss Honey has realized in doing this that she has now understood that Matilda's family does not in any way think that Matilda is special they don't care about Matilda like they're very self-absorbed mm. and she's like "Ooh, this was a mistake but anyway she is talking to Matilda's mom and Matilda's mom says a girl don't get anywhere by acting intelligent <laughs> and as a kid I thought that was so funny and I was like yes they do like I was so like this lady doesn't know what's up this she's lady's like, crazy look at us for example you chose books I chose looks. I have a beautiful house and a wonderful husband. And you're sitting there teaching snot-nosed children how to do their ABCs. And I was like, I was like, boy, this lady is like, as a kid, obviously I didn't yeah, have the yeah. same train of thought. But as a child, I definitely was like, this woman does not understand 
what she's saying because Miss Honey is amazing and wonderful mm-hmm. and her life is so good. But like the train of thought, like it's like this woman's deluded, mm-hmm. which obviously as a kid, Pauline didn't actually use that word, but, but that's the exactly translation <laughs> is there. So I remember thinking that whole interaction was like Matilda's mom was just so silly because she clearly didn't get it. <laughs> which I think is still very accurate. She's doesn't get it. <laughs> anyway, what's one of yours? Uh, I have so many, but I'm going to go with um, one of the ones that I remembered very clearly when you first said Matilda is actually one that both Danny DeVito and Miss Trunchbull say at different points in the film. Mm, and it's yes. when Matilda is criticizing her dad, like calling him out for his behavior. And he goes, listen, you little wiseacre. I'm smart. You're dumb. I'm big. You're little. I'm right. You're wrong. And there's nothing you could do about it. And that, unfortunately, is repeated to her again by Miss Trunchbull. And it's that kind of behavior that she's then like, all right, I'll prove you wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. And she does. And it's wonderful. But that the way he delivers it and the way they repeat it twice in the film, it does stay in your head as a kid. And you're very much like, mm-hmm. I can't wait till they're taken down. <laughs> well, you know that they will be. Exactly. And that's kind of the thing about that line that's mm-hmm. so helpful because that also, like, Matilda realizes she's got these powers when her dad talks to her like that in the first place. And then like when Miss Trunchbull talks like that and again, like it kind of, this mm-hmm. is when Matilda starts realizing her own power. Yep. And that's, what's really cool about those lines. Exactly. Cause it's like, as a kid, you're like, they are so wrong <laughs> and they don't even know. <laughs> and it's going to be are. great. Yeah. They don't even know. And you're just so. waiting with anticipation for them to get their comeuppance at some point. <laughs> Yes. And when they do, it's wonderful. And you know it's going to happen. <laughs> All right. What's um, another so one of yours? We already talked briefly about this one, um, but I really like this interaction. So um, Danny DeVito comes into Matilda's room and he's like, where'd all this come from? And there's books all over the floor. And she's like, the library. And he's like, you're a liar. You've never set foot in the library. And she's like, you're four years old. You've never set foot in the library. And she's like, I'm six and a half. You're four, six and a half, four. If you were six and a half, you'd be at school already. I was supposed to be in school in September. You wouldn't listen. And then he calls her a liar, pulls her by the arm, takes her into the bedroom where uh, Rhea, Rhea Perlman is uh, peroxidizing her hair and um, says, how old is Matilda? And she says, four. See, I'm six and a half, mom. Five then. <laughs> yeah, it's that ending line, the five then. Like, she doesn't it's even the, care. It doesn't she matter. She doesn't care. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter if she's four or six. She's five. <laughs> it's so funny. Awesome. Go awesome. On. I'm, I'm going to give you an example, everyone, of how Miss Trunchbull talks about children. So this is when Miss Honey first attempt to get Matilda put into, like, an upper class is to talk to Miss Trunchbull. When she finds out that Matilda's brilliant, she goes into Trunchbull's office, braves it to say how smart she is and that she can do large sums in her head, which then Trunchbull goes, so can a calculator. Uh, <laughs> which is also a great line. And then she, and then when she's like, I'm here to talk to you about Matilda, she goes, oh, her father says she's a real wart. And Miss Honey's like, what? A what? And what? she's like, a carbuncle, a blister, a festering pustule of malignant ooze. And it's like, man, and that's such a great description. With such delight. Like she just, yeah. oh my God, a festering pustule of malignant ooze is a way she describes children. And bless her, she makes such a great villain for it. She's so good. <laughs> like she's, oh, she oh, would be such a fun character to play. Such a fun oh, character to play so anywhere. Much fun. Um, okay, what's, do you have any more, please? Okay. 
So I've got one, I've got a couple, but they aren't very long. Mm. But one of the ones that I have that is one of the last lines that Danny DeVito says as the narrator mm. in the film, which I think is kind of like the, the moral of the story mm. or the crux. Um, he says, <clears throat> so this is after her parents have gone to Guam and she's been adopted by Miss Honey and it's this happy ending and everything's amazing. Mm. And uh, he said, Matilda found to her great surprise that life could be fun. And she decided to have as much of it as possible. After all, she was a very smart kid. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly that's the right, point guys. Of life. Yeah. The smartest kid knows that the whole point is to have fun. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. It's Hands a really down. good message. It's such I a good message. I think it's just so, even today, like this day and age, you know, COVID's happening. Mm. There's a lot of darkness, I think. <laughs> and I just feel like you watch a movie like this and you're like, Oh, life is fun. Life and is I'm fun. I'm going to have as much of it as I can. So I really like that line. I love that line. That's a good one. Okay, what's one of yours? Okay. One more. I've got I've got two more I want to do. If okay, that's right. two more. One. No, one. Oh, fine. I don't know how just to kidding. choose. Anyways, I'm just what kidding. I'm going to do is another example of Miss Trunchbull because I love her. And basically it's Miss um, Honey has had to leave the classroom at the end of the movie because she realized Matilda has been thrown in the, tr- in the chokey. And as Blaine sort of mentioned before, it's like this closet in Miss Trunchbull's principal's office that is basically like a door opens and it's to like a metal huge metal pipe that has nails and broken glass and horrible things sticking out of it and a kid basically has to stand in the center and not lean in any way or you'll get like poked or stabbed and so Matilda has been thrown in there by Miss Trunchbull and Miss Honey has vacated her classroom while Miss Trunchbull is teaching a lesson to her kids and all you see is Miss Trunchbull gets everyone to stand and gets this kid who's like you front of the class and then Miss Honey leaves and then when Miss Honey comes back with Matilda, Miss Trunchbull has that boy upside down, oh, yeah. <laughs> holding him by the ankles and is shaking him and goes, next time I tell you to empty your pockets, you'll do it faster. And, it's like, and he's like, yes, Miss, Miss Trunchbull. Trunchbull. And then she drops. She literally just looks at oh, Miss Honey so and goes, huh, and drops the kid and has emptied him of anything in his pockets. And he just sort of crawls away. <laughs> That's, that is Miss so Trunchbull good. in a nutshell. That is but exactly then- her. Her next line, because yes. that scene is so good. Her next line is, because she calls her Jenny. Mm-hmm. Miss Honey's first name is Jenny. And she says, this might be the most interesting thing you've ever done. <laughs> and I think that's a great line. It's a great line and shows their dynamic as well, too. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh. And it's amazing. But wait, oh, before yeah. you do your next okay, line, what's I your do next have another, you have another one, one? Okay, that, I, that yes. I remembered mm-hmm. loving. And it's when... Um, Miss Trunchbull comes into the rooms like once a week to kind of teach the classes kind of thing and mm. let everyone know who's boss. Mm. Anyway, so she goes so she goes in. It's the first time she's gone into the class, not the second time yep. where she's holding the kid by the ankle. <laughs> and <clears throat> she makes one girl stand up and asks if she can spell. And she said, Miss Honey taught us how oh, to yes. spell a long word. We can spell difficulty. And she said, you can spell difficulty if your life depended on it. <laughs> she said, she taught us with a poem. Oh, oh a poem. poem. That's sweet. <laughs> like, yeah, making fun of her. So then she starts going, Mrs. Mrs. D, Mrs. Mrs. I, Mrs. Mrs. F, 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 F. I, Mrs. Mrs. C, Mrs. U, Mrs. L, L, T, Y. 
anyway, and that uh, I re- that was the other one that popped in my head when I was coming up with the name of the episode, and I was like, that is too long. Well, and it's great because like, when D, Mrs. I, and it's great because when she's done the poem, Miss Trunchbull slams her hands on the desk and goes, Mrs. D, Mrs. I, why are all these why are all married? these women married? <laughs> Which- has nothing to do with anything but her delivery makes me laugh so hard. and it's so funny because it's like she just gets annoyed with children for existing so she oh. just is oh so it's so funny it's such a great I, one i know yeah. why are all these women <laughs> married brilliant. and it's brilliant okay, okay my last one i'm going to end on a sweet one as well because this is one of my favorite favorite quotes and it's a bit long but we're going to do it anyways guys because this is just how my brain goes let's do it and it's when matilda first encounters the library and the lovely librarian and then finds it about library cards and can take home like a wagon full of books every time she goes and danny devito narrates so matilda's strong young mind continued to grow nurtured by the voices of all those authors who had sent their books out into the world like ships onto the sea these books gave matilda a hopeful and comforting message. You are not alone. And I love it. It makes mm. me so happy. It's <laughs> such a good line. Well, you do work in a library. <laughs> and I do love books. So it does so, make that connection. <laughs> I definitely feel like the relatability you have to the character of Matilda is very strong. Mm. Yes, it is a strong um, force, young Padawan. It uh, is. Oh. The force is strong. <laughs> All right. Well, guys that's our episode for matilda i hope you guys watch this movie if you did tell us about it let us know we're on twitter we're on instagram at real window uh please let us know what you think of this or if there's any movies you want to talk about or want us to discuss or anything you remember from your childhood loving or misunderstanding as pauline and i so often do um also more more pauline, <laughs> more pauline. i don't want to say it but pauline I really it. under misunderstood more than lisa i think we all know it it's We've, we've, I'm proved okay it. With it. we've proved it through many episodes at this point it's true it's well established um also if you're listening to my melodious voice uh then that means that you are listening to us somewhere and on some platform and if you could just give us a little review and rate us five stars so that other people can find us and appreciate our podcast and come to see it and love it as you do that would be awesome you can also send us an email uh we're real.window at gmail.com if you want to tell us in more detail about some of the movies you love or what you're loving about the show or give us some feedback that would be great next week i get to pick the movie i already have mm. one in my head Feline, and Ooh. i can't wait for the trivia so this is going to be awesome so oh, i'm excited join us next time guys to find out what mystery film i have chosen <laughs>